When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 118 to 110 for Canelo. 115. 113 for Triple G. Triple G. Canelo says no. 114. 114. A three-way split. Well, well, well. This is officially a draw. 118. That did not happen. That is fiction. How is that a draw? That did not have Canelo winning the fight. Triple G won the fight. I mean, you'd rather lose a fight than draw. Huge right hand. Calm down. Canelo will make it look so easy. It will erase any doubt. Of course I won every match. I won big drama show. Oh, Told you, son. Oh. The biggest fight in boxing. Oh, Two elite stars. Look, look my belt. I'm still champion. I want a fight. I want a true fight. Welcome to this special edition of Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. It's Sean Bastow, your host here, as always, joined by the Welsh wizard, which is Hamed Saman. Hamed, how are you doing? Ready for this one? Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? I, I just, I can't wait to talk about this fight. I think, uh, I think there's a lot to cover and I'm going to run my hands because finally fight week is here and there's a lot to talk about. How are you keeping? How are you doing? Uh, since the last time we spoke, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm excited for the fight and I'm excited to do, to do this episode, so. I think what we need to do is give the listeners a bit of an overview of what this episode's about. Uh, it, it's probably self-explanatory, but just to break it down for you, we're going to talk about the whole situation with Triple G and Canelo. So we're going to talk briefly about the first fight, how that went, what went down. We're going to briefly talk about the stuff in between, the Clem Butcherol scandal. And then we're going to give our thoughts and opinions, predictions, breakdown of how we think this fight's going to go and how the rematch will be. And also, we will touch briefly on the undercard fight with David Lemieux, Spike O'Sullivan uh, and Jamie Munguia and Brandon Cook two big fights there to talk about uh, I think there is others and we'll probably mention them a little bit later on but we want to make this predominantly about the big one which is Canelo versus Triple G so Hamid let's start at the beginning let's start last year 2017 the 16th of September the fight everybody wanted to see the world was waiting for it 
these two monsters get in the ring and what unfolded was uh, one of the edges most probably for me one of these fights where you sat on the edge of your seat through the whole fight waiting for someone to land a telling punch waiting for somebody to rock the other man waiting for somebody to, to cause a dent in the other man's armour but we didn't really get that in the first fight we got a, a a tale of two halves really in that fight and when I say that I want to elaborate on that is I mean I wasn't expecting Canelo to fight the way he did in that fight he fought a lot on the back foot he boxed really well actually I, I was surprised by how well he boxed he normally is the type of fighter to, to walk you down but because he was going in against somebody who was an expert at that in Golovkin he had to change his tactics for this fight and it, 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 in some parts of the fight for me it paid dividends uh, for some parts it didn't I think the most shocking moment for me of that fight was the moment when Canelo landed that overhand right which has put the likes of James Kirkland out cold and the likes of Amir Khan out cold and Golovkin just shook his head and carried on walking through it I was like oh my god if he can't put Golovkin down with this punch he hasn't got a chance of putting him down at all we get the controversial scorecards at the end we get a draw a lot of uh, bitterness left in people's mouths what did you make of that fight Hamed how did you see it going down do you think it was the right result in the end or do you have a different opinion on that okay before i talk about this i, I was just gonna say i've talked about this uh in a couple of podcasts so i won't uh spend more than two or three minutes i predicted a draw before the fight funnily enough one of the very few i think there might have been a couple of people who betted on the draw but i actually predicted a draw i think it's the, the day before the fight after the win or i think it was the day of the win i thought uh, too many people were too many people i thought were giving Golovkin too much credit they were saying he's gonna stop him i was saying this will be his toughest fight and I thought going into the fight I thought uh, this was going 12 rounds so I predicted it'll go 12 rounds I said it'll probably be a debatable decision but I thought Golovkin would probably do enough to actually win the fight in a lot of people's eyes but he won't get the decision and in reverse I don't think Canelo will do enough to get a controversial decision where they say robbery so I thought it'll be a draw well be a competitive decision both guys both teams think they won but it'll be a draw so I predicted a draw for the fight I thought Golovkin live I thought he nicked it 7-5 I thought a draw was fair I thought it could have been a draw as well I thought it could have been 7-5 either way or a draw but I think the 180-110 card from Adelaide Bird kind of took away the shine of the, how good that fight was and sadly enough that fight was kind of remembered for that bad card but when I rewatched it I've only rewatched it once I plan on rewatching this week I thought Golovkin clearly won 6 rounds in that fight I scored a 115-113 I don't know how you could give Canelo 7 rounds in that fight because from round 4 to round 9 it was all Golovkin and I think Don Trella needs to be called out he scored the 7th round for Canelo which was one of Golovkin's best card but I thought Golovkin clearly won seven round, 6 rounds I mean, I, I thought you could give him 7 to 8. I could even go as far as 9, but I think 9 is a bit too wide. I think Canelo won clearly the 2nd, 3rd, maybe the 11th, maybe the 12th, I mean, sorry, that's 3, and maybe 11th or 10, one of those. But I thought Golovkin won the 1st and from round 4 to 9, so 7, and you could maybe give him one more round, either round 10, I think, or 11. I think those were two close rounds, but I took away from a Golovkin. I thought the age declined. Um, try and keep it brief as possible. I think his jab build him out, basically. I think I took away from 
from that fight. I said it after the fight. If they rematch, Canelo will win. But I did see after rewatching the fight, if they rematch in May, Golovkin will probably do enough to win. But if they rematch in September, which they are going to fight now in September, one year later, I think Canelo will win. I'm not too sure. Uh, Canelo, I thought uh, after the fight came out, the guy that could improve. Golovkin, can he do much better? I'm not too sure. But this Canelo is different. That, that Canelo might have been on something, which we ended up uh, test parts of Clamputerol. He was a lot bigger. Whether or not that was his downfall, but he had a lot of power to keep off Golovkin. Does this version of Canelo have the power? He's been out the ring for one year, so I'm not too sure. But I think Golovkin took a take took away from that. Look, very slow. He declined. He wasn't as good as he once was. Or I think he's past his peak. He's plateaued. And I had a feeling if it wasn't for the jab, I think Canelo would have won. I know it was just a jab, but that that jab was moving uh, Canelo. It was in his face, and he couldn't do anything about it. But apart from that, I thought Canelo on the cleaner shots, the better shot. But I still think. I think, and I thought Golovkin won that fight. He just did enough to win that fight. Well, I, 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 well, it's difficult because I predicted that Canelo might win this one. In the fight, when the fight was going to draw at the end, I thought to myself, it's probably the right result overall. Don't really think any man, for me, clearly won the fight. There's always going to be a difference of opinion. People will sit there going, no, Golovkin won X amount of rounds and, 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 and that's that. But no, I, I, I do genuinely believe that Canelo uh, boxed beautifully through out that fight there were fight. Uh, there were times in the fight where he lulled a little bit throughout it and there were times in the fight where he he hit Golovkin and then made Golovkin miss and and that for me that's the art of boxing however which way you want to want to say it Mayweather's made a career out of doing that but yet he was given a lot of decisions on wide scorecards this was a lot closer than that this was a tale of two halves it, like you said earlier you felt like Golovkin won at least six rounds I'd probably tend to agree with you on that but I, I do feel that the draw was a, the right result I don't think there was a, a clear winner in it contrary to what other people may say and I do think the rematch is, is warranted and I do think it is needed the scorecards don't help the situation Adelaide Board's scorecard was was poor and she's had a couple of poor scorecards in the past and it really doesn't help the situation it just creates more debates and more talking points as a result of it and now we're getting the rematch we're finally getting the rematch but we weren't going to get it at first because we had the whole clambuterol situation where earlier on in the year he tested positive for it and now it kind of makes you feel like was he on it at the time he fought Golovkin well if you do a lot of these comparison pictures that people have been putting around social media it, it, it does look a lot like he was on something to get that big and that that sort of bulky for the fight and then to now look at the build up to the second fight and see the difference in the body tone the body shape it does genuinely make you feel like actually was he on something because he's tested positive of it I, I, I do I have lost respect for him and I've said it before and I've ranted about it before so I'm not going to rant for too long but I have lost respect for him as a fighter I, I want Golovkin to win this fight for, for the sake of boxing boxing needs Golovkin to win this fight if Canelo wins this fight it's just just he's just justifying and glorifying the fact that he was a guy that took clambuterol a banned substance which he should have been banned for and not slapped on the wrist and I feel quite strongly about that fact because I know there's guys out there that work hard and never take anything and they live a clean life and yet you know the you know the first time something happens whether it be drugs whether it not be drugs they get absolutely crucified for it they get slaughtered in the media in the press they end up losing the license for a few years or whatever but then a guy like Canelo because of how big of a star he is in the USA and in Mexico he just gets a slap on the wrist and now he goes to get this big payday so for me for the sake of boxing uh, I want Triple G to win this do I think he's going to win this fight yeah 
I do. I, I do think Triple G will win this time. I think I'll give my uh, my sort of breakdown of that uh, a little bit later on. But initially, I do, I do think he's going to win this fight. It's not biased towards the fact that I want him to win, because I do. But I do genuinely believe he, he will have improved from that first fight, and he will take that second fight. But I want to get your thoughts on... You, you briefly touched on it about the whole Clem Brutal situation, but does it not sort of rile you up, Hamed? Does it not rile you up, like the fact that he, he was pos- tested positive for it, got a slap on the wrist, and now he's in one of the biggest money fights of all time again? No, I'm being honest, I've done my research on this whole drug testing i've kind of educated myself i read about the ins and outs i've been reading about it i've talked about it so many times it kind of burned me to death but i'll say this i'll say this all the people that are slamming canelo there's a couple of question marks now the fact that clen buterol was in his system i've talked to someone who's very educated who was on a podcast with you can't really prove his innocence he took a hair test sample but that doesn't prove whether or not he tended to cheat because what we found out the amount that was found in his system doesn't show the fact that it was from contaminated meat it shows that uh, that could have been uh what's the word injected in his body but the reason i'm gonna say why i'm not too mad canelo is not the only one who's popped positive or is not the only one who's used who was possibly used pds if you ask me was he guilty i'd probably say yeah i mean his two of his trainers are meant to be butchers so they should be looking at what they're ingesting into his system on his meat they should be wary of what's legal and not legal and to, to stay away from clembutero but if you if you're asking me if i'm being honest I mean, all these guys who are part um, do have their reasons. Some could we believe? Possibly some. Do we believe? Possibly no. I mean, the ones who have actually had contaminated meat in countries like Mexico. I'm not talking about Canelo. The ones in the past, maybe they have got a story to their act. But I mean, until these guys are t- uh, tested about 360 days a year, like Nonito Deney and Edwin Rodriguez were from Nevada. I mean, everyone will have a question mark. G- talking about Canelo Golovkin, yeah, I understand the argument. I'm not uh, lying, uh, trying to twist the narrative. I mean, Golovkin is a clean athlete. He has been tested. I mean, we can't prove even him in the past if he's used something. But at this moment, we can only go by what's proof in the pudding. And he's never tested positive. He's been doing stringent VADA testing since, I think, the David Lemieux fight. So, I mean, eight or nine weeks, so, I mean, for a fight. I mean, Canelo, there has been fights where he hasn't done it. I think it was the Liam Smith fight. If Correct me if I'm wrong. I might be wrong. But I think it was one of the fights. He didn't do it. But the thing is this. Canelo uh, did test positive. So, I mean, he, obviously... We, we have to be critical of that. The only thing is we can't prove his innocence. But another thing is we don't know who's using it and who's not using it. I know locally over here it's different uh, standard or criteria for the British boxing. Is a British board of control the way yeah. they handle truck testing? But I mean in America there's so many different commissions. You got the Californian Commission, the Nevada Commission, the New York Commission, and you got so many different drug independent drug testing agencies like USADA, VADA. I think VADA get the protocols from WADA, the World Anti open agent, uh, agency so the protocols are different but until someone some of these guys like the top athletes uh, do stringent drug testing for 360 days a year or, or do all, all year round testing like the uh, WBC Nevada testing program with the I've been going on about but I still don't think uh, some of these fighters are actually doing it I don't think the WBC assistance we're still going to have question marks now if Canelo go into this this is a very important I think point I, I don't think um, I don't think what you said was accurate uh, if Canelo wins the fight the fact that he's been getting tested I think every day since he tested positive last year that will probably do himself justice because he hasn't tested positive this year for this fight and if he wins without the claim butyrol that will probably show that he wasn't arguably on anything last year or he didn't intend to cheat and that was in his system from Mexican from the Mexican
boxing examination that he com- complained about how it got into his body. But if Golovkin goes in there and blasts him out in five, six rounds, Canelo look bad. His timing is all over the thing, uh, all over the place. Then I think we we will be very suspicious. Suspicious. But uh, the main thing is we still can't draw conclusion. These are just point of view, uh, opinions and point of views. Uh, no one could really prove his innocence or his intention. Because I mean, intention is something you cannot prove by by just a opinion. I mean that that is something only Canelo and his team will know. But going back to the fight, I think it's a completely different fight. Uh, I mean, Canelo has, hasn't had a fight since that time. Golovkin has only had one fight, a two-round exhibition. Vanes actually with the late uh, replacement Vanes Marty Rossi and Vanes uh, in May. So I mean, both guys are kind of I'd say inactive. Uh, I've not been too inactive since that fight last September. So it's a completely different fight. But I think a lot of pressure is on Golovkin in a way, but also a lot of pressure is on Canelo. He's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. But this is a completely different fight from last September. Well, I, I can I can understand what you're saying. I mean, I do understand some of the points that you're making, and you've gone to the trouble of actually really, really going into the detail of learning about the whole Clembutrol situation and learning about the the situation with the meat and all the rest of it. And and, and, and I respect that. Um, I just I, it does. I think it's still a little bit of me that feels a little bit riled that it is happening. But then on the same sense, I'm excited for it. I I feel naughty for being excited for it. I feel like <laughs> a, a naughty school child for the fact that the guy obviously had tested for a banned substance. Yeah, you know, there's there's no it's harder to prove his innocence and I get all that. But I still feel like it's it's a bit of a slap in the face in some respects for for, for, for boxing. But the thing for me is this this is the fight that if you look around the world and the boxing scene at the moment, the 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 only the only bigger fights than this at the moment, Hamed, are the fact that you've got Fury Wilder, Joshua Wilder, uh, and 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 probably probably like the lower card fights like the Warrington Framptons, you know. But this is the, for me is probably the the biggest fight in boxing. Uh, strangely enough, given the, given the circumstances surrounding it, it's the biggest fight in boxing. Everybody wants to see it. It's a big money maker fight. It's gonna go down as one of the fights in history. It's it, it's a fight that I'm I'm very much looking forward to, regardless of the fact that he, you know he was tested for Calambutrol, regardless of the fact that I don't agree with the fact that he was given a slap wrist. I am looking forward to seeing how it goes down and whether or not we're going to get a repeat performance or whether or not it's going to be a totally different fight and we're going to expect something different from both men. I mean, is Golovkin going to stick to the same tactics? Is he just going to continue to walk down Canelo throughout this? Or is he going to try and work his way in in a different way? I just get the feeling maybe Canelo won't be as engaging and he will very much box a very Mayweather-esque style of uh, of a fight because he, he he's not going to want to get caught off one of Golovkin's bombs. For me, Golovkin isn't a one-punch concussive knockout artist. It's usually an accumulation of punches with Golovkin that, that stops his opponents. I think Canelo is going to be on his toes a lot in this fight. I think the reason he's probably looks a lot slimmer, it could be something to do with the fact he's not on Clembuterol or it could be something to do with the fact that he's actually wanting to get his body in that condition to be able to be full of speed and full of timing and full of accuracy and be able to get in and out fast enough so that Golovkin doesn't catch him when he's there in the pocket and I think that's that that's looks like to me looking at the the, the 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 shape that he's in at the moment that's probably the route that he's going to go down with this fight and that's how I see the fight playing out I do see him uh, on the back foot a lot I do see him on the counter a lot I do see him getting in and out of the pocket I see Golovkin trying to walk him down I see points of the fight where Golovkin gets success Golovkin's key to victory here is going to be to walk Canelo down 
down and trap him in the corners on the ropes get on the inside get them body shots in and get out and I think that is going to be the the, the, the key to victory and that's that's for me if I'm going to talk tactics that's ex- exactly okay. what I'm expecting okay, okay. before because the, ne- the next part uh, we're going to go into this detail I think uh, before because you talked about Clembutra there's a couple of stuff I just wanted to add to try and make it brief as possible I, I am in a way uh, don't get me wrong I'm not defending hello I mean it's bad luck for Buck whoever tests positive like Povetkin's going to be fighting Joshua and I mean he had his uh, case and he had his alibi story for why he tested positive but I think he tested positive also twice this is a bad look for boxing don't get me wrong but the, at the same time there's also question marks over Anthony Joshua there's question marks over the guys like Cal Brook and other fighters in America guys like I think uh, even Mayweather who, when he was fighting uh, Pacquiao as well to, uh, too recently but the thing I'm trying to look, get at is here we don't know who's clean and who's not clean for sure that's thing but we we can't speculate because this uh, as boxing the media pe- people or guys are covering the sport we gotta go by what's a fact and what's not a fact so in a way to the casual market to the mainstream box fans is a bad look obviously I agree with that and Canelo tested positive whatever you say he had his reasons for but I mean he's got a very powerful backing from Golden Boy and I think a lot of writers were scared to kind of uh, question Canelo because I think they could get sued and Golden Boy is a very very uh, a big company a very big commodity I mean you, you don't want to get into a, a lawsuit or a suitcase or a getting sued by them I mean a law case uh, with them or uh, getting sued by them is not something you want on the back for a long time so I mean there is a lot of pros and cons with the whole Canelo situation uh, the only thing I was going to say was Golovkin's never tested positive and it will be a bad look but as for the fight going forward uh, tactically I'm not too sure if I agree with you actually this is going to be again I think the Porter Dan Garcia situation um, I mean it's a tough one to call if I'm being honest much harder to predict than the last year Canelo we haven't seen him fight since last year but I mean I'll give it I'll give a try and give a brief breakdown a couple of things I think people have uh, not kind of picked up upon Canelo has looked smaller and a lot thinner than he did last year but that was also his kind of backing and his downfall last year when he was so big he managed to keep Golovkin off him but even then Golovkin was charging forward but he was trapped on the ropes and I don't believe he ran in the fight but I believe he got gassed out and that was more to do with the amount of muscle and the extra weight he put on uh, between the weigh-in and the fight or between the training camps because he looked a lot more bigger and leaner this fight I think they're looking for speed the big question is can Canelo knock out Golovkin and could Golovkin knock out Canelo from the first fight I took away Canelo was there to be hit on the ropes and Golovkin just couldn't pull the trigger so I don't think he ran I don't think uh, Canelo I don't think Canelo like uh, made it people are trying to make it out like he wasn't there to get hit or he wasn't engaging Canelo was using his upper right uh, movement upright movement his hand movement his body the upper body movement to escape the danger and he's going to the right Golovkin just couldn't pin him down he's missing a lot he looked very slow with his left hook and right hooks there was no body attack just look at the punch stats I know I don't really like using punch stats eight body shots Golovkin landed in the last two fights he's abandoned the body so for Golovkin to stop Canelo I think that's bold I mean unless Canelo is a completely affected by the whole clambuterol and the whole uh, uh, training camp and all the weight has affected him I can't see Golovkin blasting him out or even stopping him. I think I'll be surprised if either guy stops each other but if I'm being honest I sense Canelo has got more chance of stopping Golovkin than Golovkin has uh, than Canelo call me crazy right. it might not be with, it might not be on the chin I know Golovkin has got one of the best chin could be a TKO but I sense from the Danny Jacobs fight and the first Canelo fight Golovkin doesn't like it to the body and that was the main reason he wouldn't pull the trigger or wouldn't uh, wouldn't stay in the pocket he'd get in the pocket 
but then when Canelo were trying counter, he was kind of scared because I don't think Canelo, uh, Golovkin likes it to the body. And I made this point a lot of times on various uh, social media platforms on Facebook and Twitter that Canelo, Golovkin is kind of soft to the body and midsection. And I don't think he takes it as well to the body as does it to the chin. Whereas on the opposite, I think uh, Canelo will probably take more damage to the body than he can to the chin. Cause I think Golovkin has probably got one of the best chins in business. I, I never questioned his chin, even though I think Brooke did kind of, has been the only guy to kind of catch him and kind of buzz him for a moment even though I think Golovkin came head first and was kind of fought a reckless fight I personally think that the key in this fight is the body uh, body work and the body shots and I think if someone could establish the body shots that person will probably win it's an interesting take on, on, on what you think the fight is here I think you are a bit crazy though for thinking that Canelo's gonna uh, stop Golovkin <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I don't think no no what I'm trying to say I think it'll be bold if either guy stop each other but at 36 Golovkin has scored a knockout of a superior opponent in his last two fights. I think Canelo's got a more chance of knocking him off. Right. I mean... I am I saying he's gonna put him to sleep? No. Am I saying he's gonna drop him? Maybe no. But he might just stop him with accumulation. I mean, how many people thought Ward was gonna stop Andre Ward was gonna stop Kovalev? I don't think many people predict that. I was one of the few that thought that Ward, if he won, he'd probably stop him. I think we could have a situation if it is a stoppage and Canelo knocks him out. It probably won't be a knockout as in he drops him. Could be a controversial stoppage, maybe premature. But Golovkin could possibly get stopped on his feet. With the body shots, I think he could put him down if Golovkin comes in. I think uh, Golovkin does not like it to the body. I think if you watch the videos, turn off the commentary, and the body language is there. So I think the body work from Canelo is probably key. He has to go to the body. It's a, it is an interesting take what you're saying. I, I can sort of, it seemingly sounds like a good enough argument to, to, to sort of say, actually, yeah, you could consider this. And it is, you know, it's quite a bold statement that you're making, but it's not one that is out of the realms of possibility that's for sure because yeah. you said it there I will agree with the fact that we wasn't expecting Andrew Ward to stop Kovalev now that that's something that nobody expected and it happened so you could be right these these things could happen and that's the beauty of doing this prediction and breakdown podcast episode is because yeah anything could happen in this fight we could sit here and say any you know Golovkin will win by stoppage in the ninth round or Golovkin will win by knockout or Canelo will win by knockout in the first round but actually none of these things will happen it could just be a case of Golovkin gets old overnight and Canelo outboxes him through the 12 rounds uh, it could yeah. be Golovkin stopping Canelo with a body shot in the 6th round anything is possible with this fight I honestly don't this, go on Hamid this is why I always say when you make a prediction don't look at the past fights too much I've got a record I'll give you this since last year I predicted Saddam Ali would be caught over I don't think many people would have predicted that if I if I see a prediction and I'm confident I will make it and I've been backed I, I said Porter would beat Danny Garcia I got that right uh, I did predict the draw between Canelo and Golovkin the thing is this you got to look at the context of the fight you got to look at the age you got to look at the, the how the timing of the fight I mean who's more confident going in who's got the tangibles uh, predictions are hard I mean you uh, don't get me wrong I've been wrong uh, plenty of times in the past and other people have been as well it's not no one is uh, Einstein you're not going to get every prediction but to predict a fight like this I think it's one of the hardest I predict but at the same time I think the writing is on the wall Golovkin in his last two fights has not looked too bad uh, too good uh, 
if I'm being honest. I mean, all right, people would probably say that because he never stopped his opponents, uh, you're making a bigger deal of that. But another thing is, he was wary of uh, getting hit back, and that's why he, he couldn't pull the trigger on Canelo. And with Jacobs as well, I thought at times, I thought Jacobs was outboxing him. I thought if it wasn't for the knockdown, could argue that was a draw. But am I picking Canelo? I, I'm still not sure. I think it's a 50 50 fight, a true definition of 50 50 fight. We really don't know what we're going to get because, I mean, Canelo uh, hasn't fought since the last fight. Golovkin has had two fights. I thought Golovkin got kind of buzzed in the first round and I think Vanez was kind of a sitting duck. I don't think I would read too much into that. With this fight, Golovkin is 36. He's had 350 amateur fights. I think this could be the, if not the end, the beginning of the end. I don't think he's got too many fights left in him. I think towards the end of his career. Could he age overnight? Anything is possible. But will it happen over one night? I'm not too sure. But if I'm being honest, all the people that I've read or heard the interviews from Barry Hunter to Larry Merchant, all these great trainers and ex uh, experts they've all said the same thing for the rematch you got to favor Canelo I agree I, I personally don't think Golovkin could do much better than the first fight I think Canelo can I thought I thought he won about four or five rounds but I took away from me he wasn't working enough in a lot of those rounds for three minutes and if he just does, does a little bit better I think he'll get the decision because I thought he landed the better I catching shots I still don't think he did enough to win the fight because you got to work for three minutes and Golovkin was on him for about six or seven rounds uh, six rounds in a row like he was pressing him on the ropes but would you not agree that that Canelo got more to improve than Golovkin because with Golovkin I thought from round three or four onwards I thought he gave it his all but I thought with Canelo with that fight ended I thought I took away from it that Canelo could do much better than what he did that night and I don't think he did that bad I think um I think before we go any further I think there's a couple of other fights that I wanted to cover off in this episode and I think I want to get to the point now where I want to I want to get a prediction from the both of us and see where it goes come Saturday night so gun to the head who wins Hamed you first do you want to go first because th- I'm going to have to think about this you go first and <laughs> I'm giving you an extra few seconds to think about it right okay right. let me let, let me think about it uh, my heart says that uh, Golovkin wins my head also says that Golovkin wins in this one I think I've given it enough breakdown and, and justification to why I think Golovkin wins this fight so I'm going to say Golovkin wins and I'm going to say it's going to go the distance and I'm going to say it's going to be a close fight and I'm going to say we're looking at sort of scorecards of 115-113 potentially a bit closer it could even be a 114-113 you know there could be some drama in it but my prediction is Golovkin. Hamed for you who wins this fight on Saturday? I'm honestly not sure so if you ask me I'm going to be sitting on the fence. No you can't you sit on the fence no, no, no. No, I'll just see I'll give what I, I'll give you what I think if I'm being honest I think it's a toss up it's way too early for me I'm not uh, I'm not confident in either guy I think it could go either way alright I think this is what, is what could happen I think I think Golovkin could come out uh, not recklessly but could come out swinging for a couple of rounds could back up Canelo I think Canelo might hurt him get his attention there might be a knockdown from one of the guys and I think from there on the fight will kind of change and I possibly think I might be wrong I possibly think Canelo will just outbox him he'll be too quick for him and Golovkin will look very bad at times he'll get hit a lot walk onto some big shot and I think at the end uh, I'll be crazy to call Canelo winning by this knock uh, by knockout I think it could happen so uh, that's what I'm saying I'm sitting on the fence in a way I'm uh, I'm not giving a lot of money on this I'm not giving a clear prediction but I think what could happen is Canelo might win the fight but Golovkin might get the decision or what could 
could happen is Canelo could do the better work and some people are split. They probably think Golovkin won the fight and we could get Canelo winning a controversial decision rather than last time when he got a draw. This time getting a controversial decision and they could set up for a trilogy. But I am quite split. I'm not too sure what happened. But I get the sense that Canelo will come out with intent. Canelo is going to come out to make a statement. And I think from Golovkin's point of view, he's coming out trying to be reckless. Look, these guys are predicting a knockout. Uh, are they going to do that? Probably not. This is all probably for cameras for show. Probably come out and do what they did last time. But with Canelo, I think the, the, it could too, fall in two ways. Canelo could either come out, try and make a statement, and walk onto some big shots and get knocked out himself. But I get the sense that Canelo is a very smart fighter. He's shown much more dimensions. He's been in with better fighters with Mayweather, Cotto, and Golovkin before. I don't think Golovkin has fought the same caliber of fighters. And I think Canelo will adapt. And he's the guy that will make the adjustments. And he'll probably win this fight. Uh, maybe a split or majority decision. But I think Canelo will tag him a lot more And I think Golovkin's age will tell And Golovkin will probably have one or two more fights With uh, Morata and the Canelo trilogy And probably walk into the sunset I think Canelo will get the fever I got a feeling Canelo will get the fever from Gigi's I think uh, he's 25 or 6 I think for Nevada They need someone like this A big cash cow to carry the sport I think he'll do the cleaner work And I think the judges will not be thinking about the first fight I think they'll judge it round by round I personally have learned lean towards Canelo so I'm going to say Canelo will probably win this fight and I think it's good that we're having a disagreement and it'll be good to see who's right yeah well we got there in the end with you Hamed you give us a, a, a nice round the houses tour of what you think or how you think will that will actually go down but fair play I, I appreciate I appreciate you know you you kind of I can I can tell by you know what you're saying that you kind of you are torn about it and that's understandable because it is it's a very difficult fight to predict but I think we have to go with who we think is going to win and you've said Canelo I said Triple G uh, we'll find out on Saturday night it's going to be an, an excellent I, show I think you can make an argument for both sides uh, it's a true 50-50 fight uh, yeah. just like the first fight but I thought with the first fight a lot more people were saying Golovkin was going to stop him I think a lot more people are backing Canelo but it's a 50-50 fight you can make a case for both guys but I said when the fight ended Canelo for the rematch will be favourite I'm not going to change my opinion if I saw it the opposite I'd say I trust my eyes and I think Canelo I think Canelo is the better box out the two I think he's more alright this is a, a very important point I forgot to tell I think Golovkin is very effective is he one dimensional no but he's a one trick pony in the sense he only comes forward I think Canelo when he was backing him up he was very effective and this is what Sean Porter did to Danny Garcia when he backed Danny Garcia up I don't think Danny Garcia knew what to do and he's not comfortable on the back foot I think Sean Porter is a guy whose style is built on coming forward I feel like uh, Golovkin is but the difference was Sean Porter shouldn't be going backwards like that's not his style with Golovkin I think Canelo could push him back and I think when Canelo pushes him back I think Golovkin will be forced to trade and he could probably walk onto some big shots and I think that's what the judges will give Canelo their answer right Hamed let's move on there's a couple of other fights on the undercard that we wanted to quickly touch on I don't want to spend too long on them because this is predominantly about the big fight but there is a great undercard for this one sometimes you get these big major fights with with undercards that don't really do as do, do justice to the whole event this undercard is really good I'm really looking forward to the undercard and the second fight on that card that, that excites me is the fight which looks like it's going to be priming the winner of the fight to fight the winner of Triple G and Canelo so we've got David Lemieux and Spike O'Sullivan doing battle in the middleweight division obviously Lemieux looking for redemption after his loss to Billy Joe Saunders he has come back and had a win since then Spike O'Sullivan seems to be having a career resurgence and was in the running to fight both Canelo and Triple G 
at some point this year but that's not come off so these two guys are going at it and it looks like the winner of that will face Triple G or Canelo later on down the line great fight I, I, I'm i going to pick a winner for this one uh, I, I, I think Spike O'Sullivan will beat Lemieux I think Lemieux is, has been proven to, to be a bit of a one trick pony as you said uh, about uh, Triple G about five minutes ago I think he is quite a one dimensional fighter I think Billy Joel made him look that way uh, Spike O'Sullivan on the other hand is he fights in a certain style it is a one style that he fights in it's one type of style it is kind of I'd probably say it is also a bit one trip pony for, for Spike O'Sullivan and I think it's going to be a case of who lands first and who lands big to see who wins this one but Ahmed I want to get your take briefly on that one as well what do you think about that fight and who wins I think it's a 50-50 fight I think Lemieux is obviously the proven guy I think Lemieux hits very hard but I think Spike O'Sullivan hits much harder than Joe Saunders I think Lemieux is easy to tag I think if Spike did catch him he could knock him out very impressed with Spike's performance over Douglas I think it's a toss up uh, it'll just depend on who lands first and we could get a case where if Spike O'Sullivan doesn't use his legs he could get knocked out against, against Lemieux you got to move and you got to catch him coming in Bill Joe Saunders showed that Golovkin did as well if Spike sits in front of him or stands he'll get knocked out simple as I mean you've seen what happened to Curtis Stevens but I don't think this is the same Lemieux I think Bill Joe Saunders kind of took in his soul along with Golovkin and I think if I was to favour one I'd probably favour Spike O'Sullivan with Lemieux, I don't know what we're going to get. I don't think he's that good. I think he's a bit overrated. But going on pedigree, you can make an argument for Lemieux. He's fought the better fight. And also, uh, another fight under the card is Jaime Munguia against Brandon Cook. Brandon Cook, who we know was supposed to fight Kell Brook on the undercard of Dillian White and Joseph Parker at the back end of July. Brook got injured, so weren't able to compete. So Brandon Cook's got uh, a great shot at the WBO Super Welterweight crown against a bold statement from me here seemingly the future of boxing in Jaime Munguia he's certainly looking that way from what I've seen of him so far he's looking brilliant but this is a really good fight for the undercard as well because obviously Brandon Cook has got a really good record going into this one Jaime Munguia as we've seen uh, he's had two great fights he beat Saddam Ali for the title defended it against Liam Smith and he just seems to be the next breed the next generation of young fighter that's coming through Uh, and he was touted to fight Golovkin funnily enough uh, earlier on this year it was one of the names that was being put out there uh, before we got the fight with Vane's uh, Martissian so uh, he's, he's looked really good so far uh, I've not seen a great deal of Brandon Cook but from what I have seen of him uh, I think he will provide a very stern test but again prediction time uh, I do think Munguia is going to be the next superstar of boxing and I think he's going to win on Saturday night what about you Hamid? I think Munguia is a very good fighter I think he's a bit untested I, I've never really seen Brandon Cook fight uh, he was meant to fight Cal Brook but I don't think Munguia might be as good as some people think he is I mean Liam Smith showed he comes in we'll talk about one trick pony he comes in just one gear doesn't go backwards and Munguia when he was getting pushed back by Liam Smith and Gay with his mouth open he showed he's very vulnerable he's still young I think he's got a lot to learn but I think he needs to tighten his defence and I think Munguia will get knocked out down the line with that style I think he's way too easy to tag is Brandon Cook the guy I'm not too sure I mean, he's got 13 knockouts, so I mean, he's just as big as Puncher as uh, what's the name, Liam Smith, maybe bigger, but I mean, he has been knocked out by Kanat 
Islam, who's not a bad fighter, but looking at him, I don't think he's that good. I think Mungia should get the job done. Could go late, maybe two points, but if I was to put money, I think uh, Mungia will stop him. And we've also got another good fight on the undercard with Roman Gonzalez back in action against Moses uh, Funetis, I think he's pronounced. Uh, Also, Funeris, is that how it's pronounced? There you go. Funeris at the weekend as well. So this is another good fight uh, at the weekend. I'm expecting a Gonzalez win here, I'll be honest, straight away. Uh, Looking at the both fighters and looking at where they are in their careers, uh, I I think Roman Gonzalez is is a level above and I think it's it's a good way for Gonzalez to get himself back up into title contention. Obviously, he's coming off the back of two defeats to the the man whose name I can never pronounce. I'm going to give you a go. I tell you what, you got it in one. How how the hell did you do it? Because I can't bloody do it. No, honestly. I don't think with the accent you're that good on pronunciation, but you could call him Wangek. I think is it is yeah to be called Sorang Visa. Yeah, yeah. No, we well, he's obviously Gonzalez is coming off the back of two losses to to to, to Wangek, and he's looking to get himself back into title contention again. So he's going to want to try and retain a title in the division. Um, before the two losses, he was you know he was a guy that was undefeated in forty four fights. He's no slouch by any stretch of the imagination, but I do see this fight going his way on. Saturday night, but just them four fights alone. It's a, it's a, you know them four fights alone is a great card. You've got, you have also got some other fights on the undercard. You've got uh, Virgil, Virgil Ortiz Jr. versus Roberto Ortiz, Alexis Rocha versus Carlos Ortiz Cervantes. You've got Brian Cabello, I can't pronounce his name, Cabello versus David Thomas, and then you've got Yaba Kovitsa Vasile against Lawrence King. Apologies if I pronounce them wrong. I'm absolutely terrible as people no but it's for me it's, it's actually a good card it's probably more than good it's a great card actually much, it's... Uh, much better card than last September I think it's worth pay-per-view in America if you're going to shell out the 80 bucks or 85 bucks or whatever it is in HD it's worth it is it worth pay-per-view yeah I think it's a tough sell at 4 in the morning I mean you got a good card, I think. Uh, I was just going to make a point on Gonzalez. I think Gonzalez got knocked off pretty badly by uh, uh, Wangek, uh, Sorong Visai, last time. And that was a year ago. I think that was a week before the uh, fight between Canelo and Golovkin the first time. I think uh, Roman Gonzalez should have thought about retiring. I think he's one of those fighters who could possibly go on too long. Even in that fight, I thought his body language wasn't there. And he kind of went through the meat and grinder with Sorong Visai in the first fight, which a lot of people thought was fight of the year, which I think he lost by his uh, controversial majority decision but I, I think uh, Gonzalez is good he's back in a way if he is going to fight on this card big card but he should beat this opponent uh, I mean he got uh, knocked out in one round for Nettes by Daigo Haiga in one round I think I remember seeing that card I think it was for the WBC flyweight title but uh, Gonzalez I think he, he could be one of those fighters that could go on too long and uh, he should be thinking about retiring he, if he wants to go for one more title maybe that might not be a bad idea but I got the sense that Golovkin could be treading on water like that. I think Gonzalez didn't look too good against Quadras. And then with Rungvisai, we've seen what happened in the first fight. And then the second fight, as they say, was history. It was a very big, scary knockout. But I'd say it's a good card for pay-per-view value. I'm not too sure how many people want to be paying for that over here with the timing of the fight card. I understand. I think a lot of people will watch it over here. There's definitely going to be a, a, a lot of people in the UK watching it. I'm telling you that now. It's a big fight. Everyone wants to see it. The Canelo 
Canelo Alvarez and Triple G fight is huge. I'm really looking forward to it. Hamed, I don't really have a lot more to go with now. I think I've given my prediction on the fight. I've given my breakdown, my analysis of the fight and the and the first fight, and I've touched on the undercard. Uh, is there anything else you want to add for the uh, okay. the preview episode? Okay, I won't. Uh, I think there's nothing more to add. I think whatever is going to happen after the fight could be added in after the fight. I'm just going to say, do you, would you pay for this pay per view card? And have you thought about getting a new wallet and shilling is shilling out the money for it? Uh, yeah, I am. I, I'm going to buy it because I want to watch it, and yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go down any other avenue to watch it. I want to watch this in 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 its full glory because I did watch the first fight, and admittedly, I watched the first fight on my mobile phone at four o'clock at five four in the morning, half asleep watching the first fight because I tried to stay up for it, but my my body and my age won't allow it. I can't do it anymore. I'm not 19 anymore. I'm not able to do the all-nighters. So I managed to set me alarm. I managed to get up just in time. I managed to catch it on my phone watched it great fight but this time I'm going to be there I'm going to be prepared for it I'm going to set my alarm again but I'm going to have it on the telly uh, yeah I'm going to pay for it and I'm really looking forward to it okay uh, I, I'll just make this brief uh, I didn't pay for the first fight I think it was on Box Nation it was on pay-per-view for non-Box Nation subscriber I think for BT subscribers uh, I think it'd be better off watching it on HBO I don't I don't think this should be on pay-per-view being honest uh, five in the morning after the first fight controversy I have thought about going to one of the mates house maybe to chip in but I think it'll be better. I'll probably end up watching the house on the IPT player on the HBO. It's, it's a good card. I think it's a good fight. I think it's definitely worth money. I, I just personally wouldn't want to pay for the pay-per-view. I think there's been too many this year. But I think if you're a true boxing fan, this card, you should be watching. Uh, there's no reason not to watch this card. It's probably one of the biggest fights this year. Probably is the biggest fight. I, I, I'd go as far. I was going to add Ilderon. I forgot to. I, I'd say it's bigger than Joshua uh, Wilder, Joshua Fury, whatever fight. Uh, in America at the moment, it's the biggest fight, I think. Uh, I think Joshua Wilder need to marinate or Walden needs to be, make himself a bigger name. I think it's the biggest fight still. And unless there's a clear winner, I think the trilogy could be just as big. I think this is one for the ages. And I think uh, as a boxer fan, I think all the fans that will be tuning in should enjoy it because these fights don't come along too often. I totally agree. It's a great way to end the episode on that note. Uh, I want to give thanks to everybody that listens to the podcast. And I hope you enjoy this preview, this breakdown, this analysis of this super fight between Canelo and Triple G and you know where to find us it's at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast on Facebook on Podbean www.beyondtheropesboxingpodcast.podbean.com and you can find us on iTunes Stitcher Castbox Overcast Player FM you know where to find us now get following get subscribing rate us review us and thanks very much for listening to this episode enjoy the fight and we'll give you our overview next week is officially a draw. And that's not fair. The, 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 the attention should be, be on, on one scorecard. Score score card. And it's yet the ocho round of the pelea fácil. Of course I want to I want to fight. Esta vez no vas a necesitar los jueces. Te voy a noquear. No, no. You're right. This time, we want it.
Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.